transmute that negative energy into positive energy, which is the epitome of the alchemist. You take those elements, break them down, and build them into something anew. People need answers. God, give me the answer. People need truth. You can't handle the truth. People need transformation, and religion won't do. This kind of thing is uh, spiritual. Life is evolving, and so are you. Sounds so soulful, don't you agree? Welcome to the Next Evolution Podcast. Well, hello everyone on the Next Evolution Podcast. This is your man, Chaplain Bailey, Lionel, however you like to call it. I'm excited to be with you today, and I'm more excited because we have a special guest that we will interview here momentarily, Brianna Antoinette. She is uh, coming to us. I'm excited about what she's doing. We connected through a Facebook of a Facebook group there, and uh, man, she's doing some wonderful things with her her uh, social media coaching uh, program. Her blogs are pretty cool. And so we have the privilege of interviewing her today. So how are you doing today? I am well. I'm coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so tell me, tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, uh, how you ended up in the coaching business, just a little bit about who you are so that our people can get a chance to connect with you. Definitely. So as he mentioned, I am Brianna Blake. I am a transformation coach, which I like to further break down into a clarity coach or a happiness overall coach. What I do is help women discover and claim their personal power. So what we do is through a series of, you know, self-discovery questions and diving deep into the past, we turn those moments of darkness into pillars of power. How can we, you know, figure out what your superpower is because just like a superhero we all have our origin stories where born through moments of you know having to either fight for our survivals or our well-being births these defense mechanisms that we call fear i don't believe anyone has you know a disorder it's just something that is born from a moment of pure survival and we, after we divulge through those moments in the past we figure out why it was there what it was showing us and how we can move forward Oh, wow. Really, really interesting. So uh, uh, sounds like you have a lot going on there with your uh, coaching program and how you're empowering women and helping people to sort of move through that transitory stage of life. Right. Transformation is, is a big deal for you. So how did you get into uh, the coaching business? What was it that that about your life and story that led you to say, hey, this is something that I want to do. This is my way of contributing or contributing back to community. So how did you get into that? Definitely. So as far as my story, there were two instances where it was, you know, and it kind of relates to what is going on in this day and age in regards mm -hmm. to having a wage that wasn't going to pay for everything that you needed to in life, not able to sustain. So you're living in a constant fate of, fear, constant state of, can I feed myself in a constant state of just, you know, filled with kind of trauma. You're in this survival mode. Also in another instance where it was, I had my own company, but it, I was chasing money. I was chasing a status. I was chasing a lifestyle that I thought, you know, you needed to have in order to succeed. So it, also encountering this imposter syndrome. And I was like, I need to take a step back. I need to figure out 
what really aligns with my values? Who am I without peer pressure? Who am I without having someone telling me what I need to be and who I need, and, you know, what I need to do? You know, really taking a, my own client <laughs> was my, was me, it was myself, you know, really taking that, you know, moment to sit and say, who are you? What really lights you up inside? What can you do to wake up each day excited to live rather than just exist? You know, so I found a passion where I started, you know, doing something that I love and then seeing where it goes from there rather than chasing a dollar sign because you will forever be in, in that rat race or that trap of, oh, when I get this, then I'll be happy. Or when this happens, then I'll be happy. I'm happy now. So whatever the outcome is, it can only build from where I am. That's awesome. So, wow, wow what a what an incredible, incredible story. Wow, I'm getting excited. So, all right. So did you have spirituality or religion at any point? So I'm a chaplain and uh, I spent a lot of time helping people, you know, go through those transitory stages of life. Right. Um, from pain or drama, uh, you know, drama and trauma, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Have those experiences and then, you know, move through that, like finding light in the middle of a very, very dark space and place. And so um, I spent 80% of my day, my day talking to people, um, seeing people at their worst, not their best self. Mm -hmm. So one of the very important resources that I always talk to people about is utilizing spirituality as a resource for resiliency. So can you talk about spirituality at all? Was that ever a part of your story? And if it is, let us know what that really means to you. Most definitely. It, I did have, you know, a very Christian household. You know, uh, I had a, a Jamaican mother where it was very strict. You know, it was school and, and God, school and God, yeah. school and God <laughs> drilled into our system from a young age. So it did start off as Christianity. Where it started to deter was when I, you know, was, you know, leaving the house and kind of figuring out who I was in my own accord. And I just didn't ever really resonate where there was the God outside of ourselves. There was something, you know, you had to work towards or have to try to, you know, follow these rules to get appreciation or, you know, mm. things along that matter. And it was in the middle of nature, sitting mm. in, a, in grass, surrounded by trees, just listening to the element, elements where I found out who that truly was. And it was someone inside of me. It was someone mm. that was also within everything else. It mm. was in that moment where it was everything has a spirit. So he is within everyone. It's not mm. outside of ourselves. Wow. And that's where it, I turned that locus of control from outward to inward. Mm. So in that moment, starting my moment of and journey of spirituality, you know, mm. figuring out who I am, who the God is in me and how wow. he can have that forefront in my life to spread that to other people. So he can be that love and light within me. So it yeah. can be seen to others who encounter me. Well, you know, um, reading a couple of your blogs, uh, you talk about this a lot, right? This self-actualization, um, coming to, you know, accept yourself, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think you make a very interesting point that I feel like the culture is shifting into. So was there a big, was it a big shift to go from a sort of Christian background, whatever that means to you? I don't know if you you go, you went to church all the time and, you know, you did that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. did you go to church a lot, a lot, a lot or what? 
She made sure every Sunday that was our religious thing. We're getting up and we're going. I don't care what you did on Saturday yeah. night. We're <laughs> getting up 9 a.m. to go to church, to this, you know, this temple where everybody else was. Right. Definitely. <laughs> you said your mom was Jamaican, right? Yes. It's yeah, yeah. Very so did you, did you ever live in Jamaica or did you... Uh, were you born there and then came over or what, or none of that kind of stuff? All I remember was being there in my first half of life, but I do oh, have, okay. you know, my birth certificate from the state of Florida, but she made mm. sure I got my roots, you know, when I was growing up, so it would never leave me, but definitely seeing my great grandmother because her church was like right up the hill in Westmoreland. Um, and then from my grandmother coming over here about 28 years ago, Always, you know, within the church. Um, and then my mother, who's also an elder in her church at this moment. So oh, wow. it passed down from all three ladies. So that was just, you know, a part of our weekly attributes was to go to church. Mm, so. <laughs> yeah. So um, what was the point? Like, what was there uh, a, any kind of event in your life that caused the shift, that caused that discontinuity? Definitely. So... <laughs> I still think and I still regard myself as a Christian because I do believe there is a creator that created, you know, the wonders of the world, created each one of us. It's just that shift in thinking it's outside of ourselves when we also, you know, have that power to kind of help control our reality. So I think he's in within one of us. Our temple is our bodies. So he resides within our soul, resides within our spirit, and also can be found in other people. It's that that light, that love, that that universal language is what I find to be who God is, because he is love. He is light. So he's within everyone. He's not in just one location as what, you know, I would think we were taught to understand. Right, he's right. everywhere where he can be found. He's everywhere to be found. Well, and see, that's I think that's the issue that people have, though. I think when you talk about traditional Christian belief systems and thoughts, right? God is, is, is defined in one particular way, right? God is defined, you know, as, you know, if you're Christian, you know, Jesus Christ is a form of God. We call homo usus, right? Like the essence of God, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, the Bible is the word of God, right? The Christian scriptures mm -hmm. is, it's not a word of God. It is the word, which is, and I hate to say it, but it's true. It is exclusionary to a degree. Right. So what you're saying is a little bit different. Am I am I catching you correctly? Uh, Most definitely. Yeah, and yeah. where I would explain as to, yes, it is different where I'm saying, yes, he could be found everywhere rather than just one place, meaning that there can be a God or a love and right. light for everyone. So, for example, mm. where his common religion was love. You know, we can teach right. that to other people through what they love and, you know, how they take care of themselves, which is, you know, self-love, how they take care of the people around them, which is, you know, giving love. It can right. be transmuted to anything outside of just the church or outside of the word. It's just how you it's the morals and the ethics within the person. Mm. It's the love and the light within the person. And mm -hmm. love, you know, is always it's kind. That's that's one of the you know verses in the Bible. It's kind. It does right. not, you know, it's not quick to anger. It, that's just that one golden rule that yeah, can be yeah. applied to anything outside of us. And just my ideal around God being creation with mm -hmm. him being a creator, he's in nature. He's in, you know, you might see construction buildings, but that's his original elements of iron. That's his, mm -hmm. you know, original elements of the bare necessities of what once was, mm -hmm. which is just transformed, but we can still find God within anything. As long as you 
train your eye to look for that love and look for that light. It can he can be anywhere. Uh, was there a moment in your life that made you realize or, or a traumatic event? Because uh, that's so different. So was it a traumatic event or something that happened that made you make that shift? Like, because I hear a lot of people talking like that. So I'm always interested in like what got that, what caused that shift in you? Definitely. So yeah. I would say the moment that comes up the, the hardest or just in red mm. lights in my mind is the year of 2018. Um, <laughs> went through a lot of foolishness, I would say. Um, there was a happenstance of domestic violence and also, mm. you know, a rape within the same year. So figuring mm. out why would he let this happen to me? Like if mm. he, you know, loves me, if he, you know, is, <laughs> you know, that's dad in the sky, like what, what's going on? Like how, how could you let this happen to me? Mm. So it took that moment of realization, okay, my boundaries were not enforced properly. My, maybe I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like for example, the rape happened at a party I know I shouldn't have been at, wasn't trusting my instinct to not go to that party. Um, making sure that, like I mentioned, my boundaries and just how I vet a person, not everyone is, is for your best interest at heart. Just right. because, you know, they're, you know, pretty or they might be gorgeous. Oh, another just a beautiful thing that I abide my life on is all eye candy isn't soul food. Mm. Oh, wow. snaps for that one. That's, oh. <laughs> but all eye candy Holy is crap. not Okay, say that again. Food. You yes. said all. <laughs> Let me tell <laughs> that to my daughters. All <laughs> eye candy is not soul food. Wow, yes, just like that's salt, powerful. Just like salt looks like sugar, you need to make sure you are in control of this energy that in this temple, that you are mm. vetting everybody that comes into that energetic field. So mm. I wasn't doing the proper things or having that self-actualization to realize mm. the love and light in my life had to be respected as mm. well. So wow. that's where the shift came from in the middle of that valley, surrounded by the sound of and just the whisper in the hug of the of the sun. I'm like, within creation, I have mm. to make sure I create that reality as much as to as much as I have the control to do to enforce my boundaries, to make mm -hmm. sure I know who I am, make sure right. I have crowds that value what I value, make sure right, I'm around right. people with the similar mindset that also ex is an extension of love and light in their own regard. So let me ask you this question. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, and I, I really appreciate your vulnerability, right? To, to share that. Um, was your, was your faith challenged at all in any of this? Like while you were going through, the, I mean, you, you, I mean, you did say you asked questions like, why did this happen mm -hmm. in theological field? We would call that the question of theodicy, right? Why does evil, bad things happen to good people? So um, no matter where you are, I would say this, right? As a chaplain who counsels and works with people all the time, I would say no matter where you were, you know, it still doesn't give a person a right to, to, right, to take advantage of another person. And as a, as a man with a father, as a father with daughter, I have three daughters and one son and I have two grandsons. Um, I am very aware of these kind of issues that, that come up and happen and I'm always looking for ways to encourage my, my girls to be safe and practice safety. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, when your when your personal space is violated in that way, I mean, it's very, very traumatic. I can only imagine. So was, was the church or your Christian faith 
helpful at all as you went through this process or was there a church involved that you talked to or counselor? Like what, what, how did you get through this? Like, you know, what, what happened there on that end? Of course I, you know, with my mother knowing the knowledge of the situation, she did bring it to my pastor's attention. So it wasn't announced Mm. in the detail as I was going, you know, going on about, but he mentioned that I needed help. I needed prayer. I needed to my name to be uplifted and, you know, directed mm-hmm. toward that light so it could return to me in my moment of darkness. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, you know, I questioned everything, as I mentioned before. So I hid. I didn't mm-hmm. come outside. I had, you know, baggy clothes on. I I mm-hmm. I divulged into my own darkness, almost like I concaved within myself to try to find mm-hmm. what did I do wrong? You know, not only why did maybe he make this happen or let this happen, what did I do wrong to have thought that's to give the impression that that was okay? Mm. What did I do wrong, you know, within myself to have thought that someone can put their hands on me to ever think that that was okay? Because it went on for a moment until I realized he's not supposed to be doing this to me, you know, and just really having to roll around in that darkness within myself, I, I just closed off everything. But I felt as I was brought closer to my answer, I felt the spirit coming from other places. I felt those prayers being said. I felt the help and, you know, the food that was also sent to my house because they knew I wasn't leaving and the, the, the constant visits like, hi, you know, just wanted to check in, make sure you're doing OK. You know, I'm here to pray for you whenever, you know, just stopping by and giving me those words of positivity and pouring into me. I got, you know, a couple messages through social media with just some enlightening um, YouTube videos and some songs to uplift my spirit. So kind of sending it through different mediums of this is going to be okay. You know, this too shall pass. So definitely a large, large, you know, encouragement from my church family. Wow. Wow. And it sounds like, you you know, you use social media was a part of your recovery process. Definitely, because I wasn't answering my phone at all. So mm. when I got to see, you know, whatever popped up on there, they were just messages of encouragement from all different types of mediums. There were voicemails, there were text messages, there were, let me send you this link, I thought of you, maybe this can uplift your spirit. So yeah, yeah definitely yeah. played a huge part. Right, and your community, right? Was what, they weren't, were they all from the church or, or just your friends in general? Not all of them were from the church. There was um, one or two friends that, you know, were there at the beginning, but actually dwindled off, which also hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I'm not vetting my friends properly either because, we, you know, we were okay mm-hmm. to go party. But when things yeah. got real, where were you? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that hurt too. But so they were there at the beginning, but no longer in my life to this day. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, what a story. I'm 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 like breathing, listening, <laughs> thinking, <laughs> praying, <it> all in. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because this is this is real life, right? This is your life, and I cannot imagine something like that happening, right? And all of the turmoil you went through when you were in that place, you said you were kind of shut off from the world, right? Yes. Um, and just trying to figure out what what all of this meant, right? Definitely. How did you how did you begin to um emerge, right? Not mm-hmm. only the I mean you you totally had community there. So you had people around you, 
Mm-hmm. So that's important for listeners, right? Of all my listeners out there, it's important to have a community around you that's supporting you. But one thing I've also learned, Antoinette, about trouble and trial is that when you're going through tough stuff and the people that go through it with you are are your real friends. And the people who who sort of dissipate as you go through the trial tells you that they probably weren't meant to go with you to the next level anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. Some were there for, you know, a reason and some were there for a season. And I found mm. my reasons, you know, through that dark moment. And they are with me to this day. So, yeah. you know, unfortunate event as to how I found them. And you right, know, right. <laughs> But now right. I know who I can run to or even call to at 2 a.m. in the morning. Who's answering? You know, who can I divulge my hurt and pain to without it being broadcasted or without them, you know, feeling like they have to retreat or retract from me, you know? So definitely. Wow. So so you had community, you had people around you to support you. And what was the next stage after you start started coming out? Like, how was it coming back from that? Like, what 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 did life feel like? It had to be sort of surreal, I'm assuming. Yes, absolutely lethargic at the beginning. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Like you realize that, you know, you might stop, but the world doesn't. So it was a little mm. you know, difficult to kind of, you know, get up and that race is still going and you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta catch up. I need to, you know, get back into tune in the swing of things. I call it, you know, that moment, my cocoon phase. So I'm gently now trying to break down these walls that I built up into this new emerged self. So it was, it was absolutely blinding to try to get back into life. I'm looking at men around me differently. I didn't go to mm. any parties, you know, the friends that were there are all now gone. Um, so I was kind of starting into a new and it took me to the point where it's like, okay, I have a new beginning. Who am I now? Yeah. How can I use, you know, what I went through to mm. make it my pillar of power? What in me needs to change to make sure, you know, m- that doesn't happen for somebody else. Who can I give this message to? Mm-hmm. Who can I mm-hmm. help in this moment? And that in turn found my passion where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, how can I help others who are in that cocoon phase to come mm-hmm. out and emerge and become that butterfly, own their past, but be a conqueror into the future? Yeah. So definitely it just blindsided to come out of it. But I definitely had a lot of self-help books. You know, I had my community. I had my- What was your favorite book, book that you had uh- that, that you remember from that. Because <laughs> yeah. I know people probably who, are, who may have had that experience. They want to know, Antoinette, right. what was that resource? Yeah. Yes, that book. I want to say one of them was called The Alchemist by Paul, um, Paul Coelho. Coelho. Okay. I might be saying that, you know, a little different, a little, a little spice. <laughs> but The <laughs> Alchemist was, he thought that his treasure was outside of himself until he came home to who he was within. Ooh, wow. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said he said he thought his treasure was outside, outside of himself, himself. Mm-hmm. until he turned and returned back to himself and found it within. So, oh, man. But that sounds a lot like that. Would you consider that a <laughs> would you consider that a religious thing or what? I I would say that was a transformation moment. Maybe it can pertain to anything, you know, whatever yeah. you're trying to strive for that you try to make a part of you, try to find what is an extension of you. Mm, wow. 
Yeah, that that's interesting. You know, and I always talk to people about the similarities between, you know, religious conversations or dogma and doctrine and just the everyday life experiences that people are having. And I always run into uh, 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 books or like conversations online that sounds similar to um, things that I've read in, in, in the Bible or in my spiritual practices for many, many years. And I'm wondering, is, is it the same thing? Just we're just using different language to explain the same thing. I would say that is the answer. You know how you're also mentioning before that just there are truths in different perspectives. That's just right. love in an altered language in a more maybe digestible to the this age. Mm. Um, mm. Just letting you know that your creator, the one that created you, who is within you and will always be a part of you, loves you. Mm-hmm. That you you know also need to love yourself, and when you have that love within yourself, you get that is an extension of you. People will see you and encounter that smile and know or see that light. Who mm. can have conversations with you and continue to even you know like I have with you, like just being able to divulge their past and be able to have you know conversation to get yeah. past it, transmute that negative energy into yeah. positive energy, which is the epitome of the alchemist. You mm. take those elements, break them down, and build them into something anew. Wow. So, so, wow. Man, my, my, so, yeah, that, that alchemist. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm thinking about the power, the power, what you're saying to me is that the power the individual has is as godlike as anything external. That you want, think about that. You, that, you hear what I'm saying? That is it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, like we create because God creates. Yes. Or like we are creators. I had a friend say something on my mind. It's starting to run now, right? So let I had go, a friend say something to, to me years ago, and it blew my mind. It's a weird conversation, but he said, you know, that um, um, I believe, and this is what he said to me. He said he believed that. That the earth, the planet, planet earth is the beginning of, of intelligent. I, I hate to use this phrase because I get, I get it mixed up with certain groups, but intelligent design. We're the first seed of intelligent design. And basically our job is to create, create life on other planets. The time he said that I had never thought about it. I have been in theological circles all my life. And I never thought about something. And I still don't really know, to be honest with you. I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I do like about it is that we have the power to create our reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're saying. Most right? definitely, yes. I and, and I think you also transmuted it from what he was saying, because we all have our own world, our own realities, you know, yeah, our yeah, trials yeah. and tribulations that make up who we are. And we're all limited edition. We can mm. add on to someone else's world as they can add on to ours. It being right. a vital part of it. Yes, definitely having that power to make a decision to know that I want better for my life and go after it. it you are the placebo effect. You can mm. make your reality. You can alter your reality. It's just a decision to do so. Yes, right. you, you know, you can create at whim, but also understand you're not a tree and you don't have to be rooted into that situation. Transmute mm-hmm. into that bird and take flight to see what else is there. There you go. There you go. 
So, I mean, if we can help people, this, see, this is, this is why we connected. If we can help people to understand that, um, because from, from, a, from a religious perspective, it's people, I had a, I had a friend of mine, his name is Peter, who's all, he's from Jamaica as well. And Peter said to me, he's a great, great guy. He's, you should look him up. His name is Peter Lucas. He's on Instagram. He's there. He's amazing. I think his his uh, uh, business is called Life on Purpose. Ooh, look, look him up. Yeah, he's he's deep. He's a retired um, uh, gunny sergeant in the Marine Corps. So we have we had something in common there. And uh, so anyway, um, um, Peter Peter talks about one of the problems that we have that we're starting to wake up from is. Um, farming out our spirituality to to external organizations instead of realizing that God is within, mm. that the divine is resting within you. Now, I'll be honest with you, as a religious person myself, but but deeply spiritual, I'm more into like spiritual reli- re, um, religiosity rather than like straight religiosity. Mm. That's kind of strange, right? Not not strange as in bad, but it's unorthodox. Right. Right. It's unorthodox. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're used to being told God is out there. And if when we pray, you pray to a God out there. Mm -hmm. Right. When you when you want to do better, you pray to God will help you come down in some way, shape or form. The Holy Ghost, the spirit, the something or something. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead of realizing that the divine is within Yes. Which is what you're saying, right? Like yes. there's something about that. We have to go internal instead of going external, right? Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that real, real quick? I mean, you, you talked about it anyway, <laughs> but if you, anything you want to add to that? Cause I think that's good. I think that's important. Absolutely. There's another, you know, phrase that comes to mind where it's perception is projection. So whatever, mm. you know, you don't deal with externally will continue to pop up. Okay. I have, you know, a lack of boundaries. I had, you know, some things I needed to fix within myself where I was trying to seek validation. Uh, that was popping up in my reality with people who were wanting to feed off of that. Mm. Where can I, you know, where can I change my perception of even who I am and what the, what is the abilities that I have and mm-hmm. project that into my reality? You have right. the power. You have the power just to make that decision. But it all mm. starts with yourself. Like what Michael Jackson mm. says, the man in, or in woman the mirror. In the there mirror. you go. Right. Yeah. You have yeah. to go into one, you know, yourself. And I know that's definitely a hard topic where, you know, you're on this race throughout life to kind of, you have these pillars. You need to go to college. You got to do this. You got to get married. You know, there's this system that you, you've prescribed or subscribed to where it's like, okay, so no, who am I? What do mm. I want to do? Where is that love within myself that I can bring out, you know, to others? How can I make my reality what I want it to be? Not as an outward locus of control, but an inward where I am aligning every decision with my values. I'm aligning every um, decision or person I make with my values. So that, therefore, when I find peace within myself, peace becomes my existence. Mm. Because it can be found through wherever you are searching for it for. And, you know, what you add that attention to, it will grow. Mm -hmm. So, wow, what a powerful story about, you know, growing up uh, in a faith tradition, having a very traumatic experience, going into the very dark place in your life, and then finding these kind of resources to lift you out of that. 
So what are you doing these days? So what I'm doing nowadays, I am the transformation coach, like I mentioned, aka clarity coach, aka happiness coach. I'm just helping other people who have been through those, you know, those valleys in life and are ready to come to the mountain, ready mm. to sit there and take action on what they've gone through and take, you know, just that alter self-reception and turn it into what they call nowadays their best self. Because it's mm-hmm. in there. It's right. in there. But we yeah. just have to find it. And I and I am able to have the ability where I can kind of I can tap into someone's emotions or tap in and give voice to what their emotions are. And they're able to then forward identify what it is this what is this pain? Where where is this coming from? What is this fear? And then seeing also where it manifests in the body. Like for example, I I had a couple mm. clients who um have, you know, thyroid issues. They actually have issues with speaking up. They actually oh, have wow. issues. Yeah, it goes deep. Disease within the body is dis-ease within right. yourself. Do you coach young uh uh, teenagers or young adults as well, or do you do you have an age group that you primarily focus on, or in your coaching business? I am currently the- between twenty to thirty, but that is something I have been trying to do is to get into the high school level, um, yeah. just to provide a yeah. voice and maybe even a mentor through that you know that moment in time where it's like I really don't know what I am or what I'm supposed to be doing, but I know I'm supposed to go to college. I know I'm supposed to do this. Right. And you have this these things that are already laid out for you, but sometimes they're not able to use their voice because this is what needs to be done or this is what it's called for them to do. But figuring out who they are at their core and finding out early mm-hmm. can make all the difference within who they are in their journey of life. Well, you know, the reason I brought that up because, man, you know, I deal with a lot of uh, people who who have experienced sexual assault. And I'm always looking for resources to point them toward. And, um, you know, uh, and, and be honest with you, it's male and females. Right. So um, I definitely can see how your your coaching business can can branch out into some of those fields because it's deeply yes. needed. And I, I'm, I'm very happy that that our society, particularly here in the United States, which I can speak to because I live in the United States. Is waking up to the stories that that people are having um, of abuse and so forth and so on. So, um, so hey, um, how can people like how can people connect with you? You know, I, one I want to know what resources are you what what's empowering you today? Like, what book would you recommend to everyone, or maybe someone who's had a very similar experience? You like, look, I recommend you read this. Um, and then how can people connect with you if they want to, if they want to get involved with your coaching business? Most definitely. I would say, um, there's a good book called the focal point where, Mm. where I mentioned when I was down and out, I needed to reevaluate what my core values were, you know, and, and then it goes through spiritually. What do you want? You know, financially, Mm. what do you want career wise? You know, what your family life is like, what you want in a romantic partner. It, it helps you and provides the questions so you can figure out and identify exactly what your values are. So whenever you are making those decisions, oh, that doesn't align with my values. I'm not even going to give it the chance to continue to manifest into my reality. Cut that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so it, it helps you to create your cheat sheet through life. Like, okay, this doesn't align. I'm going to, you know, get that out of here. So I would say the focal point, and I am sorry, I do not remember the author at this moment in time. It just blanked. But the focal point is a blue book and with large white writing. So if they find it 
or if you come visit me at my website, which is www.briannaantoinette.com in our little help desk in the uh, bottom right, send me a message and I will send you back you know, a lovely note is letting you know where it is. And also I have my own book called Ascension, where it details my experience from a soul perspective, um, from where I was, how I felt and how I transmuted back to my self-love. So that is also on Amazon. Again, it's called Ascension and that is my own book. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yes. And I am going to purchase. I, I, I read through your blogs. I saw your book and I promise you, I wrote it down. I'm going to purchase your book. I should have read it before, but I just didn't have time to read it. So anyway, I am I'm excited. Listen, you're doing some good things, right? And you have your story, your power that you can, you know, empower and help other people, you know, get through a very traumatic stage in their life. And not only are have you been there, right? You're not just talking about something that you've read, but hey, this is your story. You know what I mean? You've been there. <laughs> and now, you know, you, you can help people get through the same kind of experiences. And that's what's important, right? You're playing it forward. I am so excited that you are doing that. And so listen, uh, what final word, if there's anything you want the listeners to know today, what final word will you give to our people as we prepare to come to an end? Yes. My final word to you know everyone that is listening, that where you are right now is okay. Ha forgive yourself from what you thought you were supposed to know in whatever time period it was. Have mercy for yourself and what you've gone through and know that everything will be okay. All right, well said. Well, my sister, I am so glad that you decided to join the Next Evolution Podcast family to uh, share your wisdom, insight, and how you can help other people. I want to encourage our listening audience to make sure you go and visit uh, BriannaAntoinette.com. She's on Instagram, BriannaAntoinette.com as well. Check out her book, Ascension, on Amazon. She is doing the doggone thing, and we're here to support her for what she's doing. My sister, thank you so much. I look forward to further conversations and we'll talk soon, okay? Sounds like a plan. All right, thank you. Blessing to you, bye-bye. Bye. Did you not enjoy what a great interview we had with Brianna Antoinette? Such a great interview, great story, powerful lady, young lady who's doing some wonderful things. And I wanna share with you just a few takeaways that we can use for our own spiritual life and transformation. Number one, you have to align your decisions with your personal goals. Being in perfect alignment with your personal value system, the way you see the world, the way you feel uh, the world should operate and how you function within that world is critical important. Number two, the divine is within you. One of the worst things that we can do is farm out our personal spirituality to someone else. It is our responsibility to use spirituality as a resource for resiliency and the decisions uh, we want to make in our life. So it's critically important to ensure that it is our responsibility, our responsibility to ensure that we are paying attention to what the divine is doing, what God is doing in and through our lives, that it is not your church, not your pastor, not your priest, not your email, 
imam or your rabbi's responsibility for your own personal spiritual growth. But God is speaking in your life and through your life. We just have to be aware of the presence of the divine and respond accordingly. Then lastly, you can recover. Just like she recovered from a very traumatic experience in her life, you can recover also. So once again, family, thank you so much for listening to the Next Evolution podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Uh, Keep your eyes open for the next podcast that will come out in just a few weeks. And until then, thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.